everyone. Welcome to Lions on Leashes. I am your host, Marissa. Lions on Leashes spotlights strong women from all over the world who have pushed their boundaries, proving that with inner strength and a dream, anything can be accomplished. For more information or to submit a request to be a guest on the show, go to lionsonleashes.com and of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Lions on Leashes. Also, if you love what you're hearing, please support Lions on Leashes and subscribe wherever you listen. Today, we have the creative and community driver, Catherine Hover. Catherine is the entrepreneur behind Saratoga and Burlington Paint and Sip Studios and Palette Community co-working spaces located in upstate New York. Paint and Sip and its multiple locations were the first in the capital regions of New York and Vermont. Most recently, she created and grew the Palette co-working community alongside her growing family with locations in Saratoga Springs and Schenectady, New York, and more to come. Palette fills the need for support and resources in career and in life in the small urban market specifically for women. Originally from New Orleans, she has quickly made a home for herself in Saratoga Springs, New York, with a strong desire to make a lasting impact in her community. Catherine is always seeking ways to encourage and inspire women like herself to believe in themselves to create whatever it is they feel called to do. To follow Catherine on her entrepreneurial journey, follow her on Instagram at Catherine Hover and follow her businesses at the Palette Community and at Saratoga Paintsip. Join Palette. You don't have to be located in upstate New York to be a part of her community of inspiring women who are committed to advancement in career and in life. You can see all of their events on their website. So go to palettecommunity.com slash events. So I've actually known of Catherine for a very long time. I've been to her paint and sip studio in Saratoga a couple of times, and I've always wanted her to come to Lions on Leashes. So when she said yes, I was ecstatic. And what I truly enjoyed about my conversation with Catherine was that it felt like we knew each other. It was relaxed. She was super open. It was just two women talking about life, accomplishments, what it took to get where we are, you know, asking people for help. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just love everything Catherine is doing, the supportive community that she's building with women. And with that said, let's get this episode started. So, Catherine, you own Palette. You have two locations, inclusive co-working space and Saratoga Paint and Sip. And for the listeners that are not local, Saratoga Paint and Sip is exactly what it sounds like, right? It's a professionally led painting class with high energy and obviously a few drinks. And I've had, I think, a couple of snacks there as well. I visited your studio tons of times with different friends and family and things like that. But so maybe it's unintentional, Catherine, but there seems to be a theme of bringing people together. And it was there a, was community and camaraderie a value in your neighbor, in your childhood? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I am um, originally from New Orleans. So Southern culture is just ingrained in me and family comes first. And a lot of my childhood memories with the kitchen table in the living room of my grandmother's house or an aunt or uncle, 
And our house certainly was like a revolving door. You never really knew who was going to show up. And it was always a good time. And so what better way to kind of carry that through my life other than to open up a space like uh, paint and sip initially, and then it it evolved. It certainly did evolve into the, these other business ventures that I've that I'm working on now. So that was actually one of my questions: was you're from New Orleans, so what brought you all the way up to cold New York? I followed a boy. I followed my college sweetheart. We we started dating in college, and his job brought him up here. And at the time, I just was gonna ride his coattails. You know, <laughs> so I was moving up to. Saratoga Springs, we didn't know anything about Saratoga Springs other than there was a Disney resort named after it. I'm a, I'm a Disney fanatic, so I knew that. And so I kind of felt like, yeah, let's go. Let's go figure out what's up there. And, and when I got here, I was just, it was a bit of a culture shock. Again, this is 10 years ago. I moved up, we moved up here in 2011. So this is before, I mean, a lot of things have, have been brought to market here in the last 10 years. And so it was kind of felt like I got dropped into a Norman Rockwell painting. <laughs> Ironically enough, so I went to school at the College of St. Rose. I'm from Long Island. Mid, it's so funny you said that. So in my junior year of college, I moved out of my dorm for a boy, moved into Troy, and he ended up buying his parents' house and things like that. In And that all started in 2011. So a little bit similar, though, but there was a culture shock for me. You know, I still had a thick Long Island accent that was completely out of character that people pinpointed constantly. And it's definitely an adjustment, but Saratoga, that I ended up moving up to Clifton Park and now in Saratoga area. So it's so funny though, that my hometown, I brought my sister-in-law here and she's like out of nowhere. She's like, I know why you love Saratoga so much. Babylon is a smaller version of that. So I feel like with that camaraderie, was it uh, the feeling of Saratoga? Was it a little bit easy or like what helped you adjust? I mean, honestly, I feel like Saratoga can be a quite, quite a challenging community to kind of in- infiltrate into. It can be very intimidating. It can be very small town. Like everybody knows everybody. And when you're the new person in town, you don't know anyone. And so unless I, I do, I do that's just part of my character. I can befriend anybody. And once, once I meet someone, I am their friend. And I, I mean, it, relationships are everything to me. So, I mean, palette, I mean, paint and sip came from just the sense of I wanted to create a space that people could have a good time and gather, meet new people. And, and really it was like a suggestion out of my mom. She was the one who was like, you know, don't go finding just a bar to saddle up to. Go do something with yourself and go meet people and volunteer or something. She was the kind of the one who gave me the idea to try it out paint and sip. And I opened paint and sip in 2012 is a year after we moved here. And no one thought it was like, no one knew what it was. I mean, I really, there was like an education piece to like bringing this to market in this area. There's nothing like it at the time. We were the first kind of venue to try it. I mean, everyone really compared it to, oh, like the pottery place. And it's like, well, yeah, but this is a bar and this isn't, you know, a serious art class. This is strictly fun. This is just about having a good time and like a girl's night out or bachelorette party. So it was really just so, I had such a great time just like bringing, uh, creating it and bringing it to the to the community and while I mean it was it was absolute like overwhelming the success of it I mean right off right out of the gate it was people were really interested and then it was like word on word of mouth 
um, on fire. It was like people would come have a great time and tell their friends about it and come back with other people and stuff. So it just grew and grew. And we opened a second location in Latham. And literally the the day before my ribbon cutting, I found out I was pregnant for my first daughter, Posey. And and really everything that I've done up in like since then has been built off of the success of paint and sip. I completely leveraged the success of paint and sip, the fun I had. I got like that bug of like, oh my God, I can really do something with myself and make it a go. And everything that I've done since then is like pay piggybacked off of paint and sip. So it's like my first business baby. We scaled it. We opened like a location in Latham. We opened a location in Burlington, all while like growing our family. So it's been it's been a wild ride. And I've never heard of a patent zip before coming to, to your studio. Really, really cool and unique idea. And you are definitely one of the first in the market and in the area to do so. Really cool in front of the times. Yeah. And it was just, honestly, I think that that's a lot of how businesses get started. You know, like that's, that's kind of like part of the success of it. I, I contribute to like, I was the first on the scene, you know, and I don't think we didn't have any competition, anybody trying to do anything like it um, as a standalone business. Like there were these one-off events that people would do at bars and stuff as fundraisers, but any other like true competition that we had didn't come until we were already opening up the second location, you know, a year and a half later. And so, and at that point they were late to the party. I mean, it's like we had already had our stake in the ground and people knew what, what to, you know, compare any other experience to. And it was amazing. And then I know this is like skipping a beat, but you know, COVID happened and it's like, I completely had to evolve the whole experience. People before COVID, I told everybody like, we, we still had these, I'm like going all over the place here, but we would have people come in say like, oh, I would never go do paint and sip. Like, that's just not my thing. I don't like, I don't, I'm not, I don't appreciate art or I can't paint, you know? So we would still, we were still getting all these people who had never been to the studio before. And that's really where paint and sip power palette came from. It's like, I really wanted to find a place where we could bring people together, women specifically, but not only women. And I don't know a woman who doesn't drink coffee or wine. So that's really where palette came to be. We started out as a cafe it's evolved into, you know, a global community. Now we have members from all over the country who are a part of it. And it really just started with the premise that we need a place to go. We need a place to gather. We need a place to connect with other people and collaborate on things and, and be a part of something larger than ourselves. And of course, when when COVID happened, I, I like completely changed my tune when it came to to paint and step like prior to COVID, I was like, you have to come to the event. You have to come into the studio. You have to experience the music and just the, just the, everyone's on a leveling playing field. Like everyone starts off with a white canvas. There's no stencils or anything like that. We consider that cheating. And so everyone's kind of starting off on the same foot. And, and when pandemic happened, it's like, I completely changed my tune. I was like, oh no, you don't have to come to the, the studio. You, we can ship it. We can package this up and ship it right out to your door. And we can do these Zoom events. And that's still what we're doing now. So now we do still have these in-person events. They're limited with the amount of people we can fit into an event. And now we do Zoom events. Like at any given time, we are conducting Zoom classes while people are painting at home in, you know, the safety and their safe place of, of their home life. So with the amount of responsibilities you have, right? So you're a business owner of two, you're a mom, you're a wife, you, you have three daughters, right? I have three daughters. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, three daughters under seven. And, and I don't know if this is a coincidence. I, I swear to you, it wasn't ever like planned out this way, but it's like when I 
sign a lease to open a business or come up with an idea to like, or, or like, it's, it's always during like really serious, like determination. Like if I'm signing a lease or I'm signing a loan document, it's like the very next day or the day before that I find out I'm pregnant and it's always, <laughs> it's always been for another girl. So I opened the, the Latham studio, our second paint and sip studio. When I found out I was pregnant with Posey, she's seven. And when I found, when I opened the I was, what was I doing? I had just sold the, I'm trying to think. Anyway, when I, when I opened the Burlington studio, I had found out I was pregnant with Ruby. And when I opened Palette, I found out I was pregnant with Sia. And it's like, it's literally, I don't know what the word is, like step, step, step and step by each other. It's like simultaneously, we were growing our businesses and the family at the same time. Well, I am one of three girls, so I appreciate that. So oh, are you the middle? Are you the little? Which, where, where are you in the, in the number? I'm the oldest. My sisters oldest? are twins and they're six years younger than me. Oh, wow. I mean, I just love meeting, like, I've not, I never had a sister, so I don't even understand, like, the culture of it. And, you know, I try to explain that to my daughters. I know my parents, when we were growing up, my mom always told me, I have an older brother, and when we used to fight, whatever, she would always say, like, you're, you are all you have. Like, so you have to get along. You have to figure this out together. And, and you'll know your brother the longest out of anybody else you'll ever meet and ever spend time with or fall in love with or any of that stuff. He is going to be the longest standing relationship you have with anyone. And it's so true. Like, you, you experience your entire lives with your siblings. And so it's just, it's so cool to kind of be on the other side of that. And I swear to God, I open my mouth. And my mother comes out and I just hear her through myself now talking to these little girls. So that's so cool to have two sisters, right? You said it. Mm. Yeah, they're twins. They are the, they are the yin and the yang of each other, but they are attached to the hip for sure. In all such positive ways. I don't know if they, I don't think they fight. If they do, I wouldn't know about it. So I just tried to set an example specifically to with lines on leashes to show them that they can push their own boundaries and you don't have to feel stuck and you don't just because maybe that there's something in front of you that you don't understand or that's out of your nature or that makes you uncomfortable. It's okay to be comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And if you keep pushing that goal line of yours further and further with, with what you want to accomplish or experience, you're not going to recognize yourself in a good way when you come back around. So I, I take it, seriously to be able to show them there's a world of possibility just not to get stuck yeah I mean and I think that that's that's certainly a page that I pull out of the playback put too it's like I have these three little girls I never envisioned having daughters I just growing up I just always felt like I was gonna have boys and I was surrounded by boys I mean I have all boy cousins I mean I don't have all boy cousins I have three um amazing girl cousins but there are certainly more boys in the family than there are girls and it's just the girls just took like a secondary role like we we did everything revolving in the boys in their sports I mean we would travel and it, it just like the world revolved around the boys and their athletics and I just felt like I never I wouldn't know I wouldn't know what to do if I had daughters and I also went to an all-girls school all-girls catholic school I was in a sorority in college so the picture 
that 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 crap that you grow up with like oh girls are conniving and they're catty and they're vicious I mean those are just like stories I heard all the time like girls are cutthroat and they're so clicky and and then I also experienced that too backing it up so it really wasn't until I was 1500 miles away from my family 1500 miles from my social networks and I'm at it on my own so even rolling out this business I didn't have like friends that showed up to like take a paint class just to kind of like get it going you know it's like this is all organic people strangers who I didn't know and that was like the first experience of like okay yeah I gotta really like get my put myself out there get used to the get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable anxious and like okay if this doesn't go well what am I gonna do I mean I've always had like a strong faith in myself that I can figure it out and land on my feet and then palette really did come from like I just by luck, by just sheer luck, I was introduced to these amazing women who in my darkest hours, like when I was smart, my husband was traveling for work. I had a three and a half year old and a newborn baby. And I was just like struggling. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. And I think it's, it was a different kind of struggle than what everyone is experiencing right now. I think like there's this collective trauma that we're all living with right now with COVID. This is before that. This is like before COVID. And I just like, was in that moment of like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I definitely wanted to move home to be closer to family, to have like that support system. And these women just, I mean, I can, I can remember being at a coffee shop and, she, and I was meeting, her name is Kiki, actually, if she's listening to this, she's going to die. But we were having a coffee and I think she was, we were just catching up. And I think she was like in this point of like trying to figure out what she was going to do next. And she's like, you know, you should come to LunaFest. I know this is like off on a tangent, but LunaFest is like this amazing uh, short story film festival that it's like a traveling film festival. And it's all women writers, women directors. And it's a it's a film so- series that you um, can like, I guess they they host it at it was at Siena. So that night she was like, do you want to come to LunaFest with us? You should this is what she just knew. Like I needed some like girl time and she's like you should come to Luna Fest it's gonna be so much fun and I'm like I can't go to Luna Fest Kiki I have like these two kids Mark's traveling for work oh and on top of all that my car it won't start and it has been parked in the parking lot for three days now and I just I felt I was so like I, I think it was definitely depression I was so depressed and so low and it was probably maybe it was like postpartum but I couldn't even figure out how to like start my car (laughs) like that's how bad it was and it was early on like February you know it's cold out it's probably around this time of the year and she's like well let me just help you figure this out it can't be that difficult if you need a new battery we'll go get a new battery and I'm like well you would help me do that and she's like yeah this will be fun it'll be an adventure and so we we went we did go on this adventure trying to get this battery uh, charged and started and meanwhile we had the baby and then I had to go pick up uh, Posey from childcare. and anyway my long story short is I she like pulled me up by my bootstraps and like walked with me like shepherded me through the next like 12 hours to get through this like what I thought was the end of the world I went to LunaFest it was so much fun I got there and it turns out like I knew a ton of people that were there already it's like I was completely in my own way and anyway it just like came from that that was like really my first like true moment of like oh my god I'm not alone and and there are people out here that give a shit and and are going to help me and so that that was like just a really like a catalyst to realize like make me realize like wow like okay I'm really the only person that's holding myself back and when you ask for help you get it and even if you don't get it you just got to keep asking until you do there's there's nothing no I'm talking before the pandemic like I've lived away from my family 
four and a half, three hours for how long now? Was it 11 years by this point? And there's just nothing worse than that. It's a combination. It's not just loneliness, but it's the helplessness, right? It just can like swallow you whole. And it's just the saddest thing when you like can't remember when you had a genuine laugh with another person. So I felt that. And that's really nice that Kiki can be that person for you because yeah, it can I just mean, be so hard. And you know what else? It's like, it's that moment. I don't know that I would experience it again, like now, because it was just that, it was just like that perfect timing where like Posey was like three and a half. So she wasn't like old enough to tell me like, mom, what are we eating? Chicken nuggets again? Or like, oh, you're going to order, you're going to order takeout again. Like it wasn't. And again, this is before the COVID, like before COVID and people were ordering takeout all the time. This is like, she wasn't old enough to kind of like help me out of it. And then the baby, I mean, when you have a baby, it's just like they, they, and Ruby was, she didn't sleep. She was like just a difficult, like infant and and not even difficult. I mean, it's not even, there's really no excuse for it. It's just like, it's just the, the timing was, I, I had completely lost myself. And, and I also wanted to quit everything too. I didn't want to do paint and sip anymore. I wanted to sell Burlington late then we had already closed. And I think I did. I felt like such a failure that, that, that I decided, like that we had to decide to close that one. But in reality, it just was, the business wasn't profitable. Like the one in Saratoga, the one in Saratoga was, and it really was like in hindsight, a great business decision to just shut it down. And, and I just like completely lost myself. And even just thinking about it now, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't realize just how like down I was. And yeah. And Kiki, she definitely saved. I mean, we even have like, our um, virtual assistant or con- full-time concierge at Palette is she's a digital bot and her name is Kiki. We've, we've incorporated Kiki into Palette because it's like whatever we can do to, to keep another person feeling like the way that I felt and just that notion that like you literally just have to reach out and ask somebody for help and and then also being prepared to hear the no. So I just I really, but I was like a total luck of the draw that I was, that she had reached out that day. And what we, I can't even remember what, if we were going to coffee or what, but even that, I can remember not wanting to go meet with her. You know, I can remember being like, I don't want to look, I just wanted to do the bare minimum. And that's just now thinking back, it's like, that's the opposite of me. I am like, not that person. I all in all the time. I go a hundred percent. I like bend over backwards to say yes, that I can do all the things and show up for people I think is the biggest part of palette is it's allowing everyone to really show up for themselves and show up for others because when you help other people it fills it fills your cup and that's not that's a universal human experience not not just like me specifically so I don't know I can go off off and talk about this all day just asking for help and I have millions of examples of like being told no and also being told yes and it like coming through like just working out perfectly and helpers coming out of nowhere that you never would have expected. Like when we opened Palette, I w- had opened the cafe because I, and I really just wanted a cafe on my block. Like I lived right behind Palette and I would walk this broad. I mean, we put more miles on the stroller than we do the car. And so we would walk around and I'm like, I remember just thinking like that should not be a dress shop. That should be a cafe. There should be like bistro tables out front. You can have coffee or a cocktail, whatever. So I just had it in my head that that should be a restaurant. 
And then when it came time to build out the co-working space on top of the cafe, I was out of money. You know, I had just invested all my savings into this this restaurant. And so I I said, I thought to myself, like, if I'm going to have a membership model and people are going to join to have access to the space to hold events and meetups and stuff, I should, I need to, I need to have members now. Like, so I found this other co-working space out in Bozeman, Montana, and I picked up the phone and I was like, and they answered, which was shocking too. And I was like, look, guys, I want to do exactly what you're doing, but in Saratoga Springs, New York, I don't see this as competition. Like, I'm willing to pay you if you want to give me like consulting fee or whatever. And they're like, oh, absolutely not. We'll help you. This is what we did. And they had raised over like $200,000 to open up their co working space. This is before they had a lease, before they had a building. Before, they literally all they had was like an idea, a business plan, and some pictures. And on the phone with them, I'm like, well, and they also, they went through Women, which is like a female Kickstarter for female-owned businesses. And they said, you know, you don't even need Women. Just from talking to you, you're a staple in your community. You already have another business. People know who you are. Just hold an event and tell people to join you and, and like learn to learn more about what you're doing. And they like, they really did like hype me up. I was so like pumped after speaking to, these, <laughs> to this woman. And I also had a deadline. So I was hugely pregnant with my third daughter and it was the end of July. We held this event and it was an open house. People came and it's so strange to think about now because if we put 50 people in the, in the cafe space, like it, we would probably be like arrested because it was just like, there's just not enough space for that many people. But like, yeah, there were people like packed in, like this is the end of July, July 31st. And I had Zia, my third daughter on August 10th. So this is like two weeks before, less than two weeks before we're having a baby, a third daughter. And I held this event and I literally had like a flip chart, like old school flip chart. And I'm just telling people what I want to do. I'm showing them pictures of what I wanted to look like. We gave them like a hard hat tour, hard hat tour through this space. I mean, there was like sheetrock everywhere. It's like, we hadn't gotten anywhere yet. We literally had no money. And there were eight people out of the 50 people that showed up are people that I actually knew. And two of them was myself and Marcella, who is like our, we call her our resident unicorn at Palette. And these are strangers. These are people I had never met before in my life. And it found us somehow on social media and showed up to this event. And then 10 people actually joined that night, like wrote me checks, gave me credit cards. And were like, yes, we're in. And it's incredible. It's, it was the most unbelievable and overwhelming feeling of like, like, oh my God, I am onto something. And th like gratitude is the only thing I could think of is like, and these people were people I had never met before. So that, that was like a whole nother ball game where it's like, oh, I'm not even asking my own friends to help me here. I don't need them. I need like these, these are strangers. <laughs> I love that because it's the, for many reasons, but something that we talk about here too, is the power within the people. Like if women move together forward in a way then the confidence gap in this part, in this, in this instance will close. It's not an individual contribution or one person being able to do it all by themselves. It takes a group of people to make something happen. And that is like the perfect example of supportive people that got an amazing outcome. Oh, I love that so much. It makes me feel the world is so warm still. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I also think too, I mean, I did a lot of like, in, in tr like, just like thinking, I did not think through paint and sip. When I opened paint and sip, I was like, Oh, this would be a great idea. Let's just figure it like just go for it and figure it out and just like, do it. And I was far more thoughtful about and coordinated and like intentional with palette. Like I wanted this to be 
um, real. I didn't want it to be just like something that looks cool on social media or like, oh, that's so that's so Instagram worthy. I wanted the phone to actually work. Like when you go into our phone booth, you pick up the phone, it works. There's a dial tone. You could literally call somebody if you wanted to. And I wanted the internet to not be janky. And I wanted like the space to feel like luxury and feel like all the resources that you could possibly think you might need are there. Coffee, wine, water, tea, food, greasy foods, <laughs> healthy foods. And I just wanted to set the stage. I wanted to like set the stage for any woman and, and especially like your everyday woman to come in and feel like, yeah, I'm not having to sit next to the, the homeless guy or the teenager streaming Netflix at Starbucks or Panera. I want I'm sitting in my own space. This is the chair that I belong, like I booked and I belonged here. And there's, it, it's just like this whole visceral feeling of just belonging and confidence, right? So if you're, if you're sitting down having a meeting with somebody, whether it's a girlfriend or it's a potential coworker, whatever, you're most confident when you're sitting in a space that you feel yourself in and that you feel like prepared to be in. So at Palette, you can set the stage. You set your own stage. You figure, you figure out what you want to sit. You want to sit at the Barbie bar, which is our high tops. You want to sit in the coffee table section. You can do all that. And you get to show up as yourself. And again, I just, I feel most confident when I'm in a room full of people who have my back. And at Palette, that's, that's what you can hang your hat on. You walk in, you cross the threshold, and you're like, oh, my God, all these people, they know what I'm working on. They want me to succeed. And it, it's like, they, and they have my back. It's, it's the most incredible feeling. And it's larger than me. I just wanted this in my own life because I need it. I need a place to go get work done. And there, so there's a place I want to go to spend time with people. So I literally just created this. <laughs> sounds so selfish. But like, I created it for myself. And I strongly believe I'm not the only person out there that needs all these things. Like I would go to these co-working, co corporate co-working spaces and they were just that. They're very corporate, very professional. There is no color. And it's like, shh, be quiet. We're working here. That's not who I am. I am a colorful character. I like the hustle and the bustle. And then there's times that I need to get quiet and I need to get work done. And I definitely don't want to side eye roll when I bring in a roll in to the joint with a kid. There's, strong possibilities I'm going to have a kid with me and so that that's really what palette is it's like a clubhouse for all sorts of types of people it's a very diverse group of women and men who really just at this at the root of it is we we all just want to be part of each other's lives and we want to we want to have our hand in other people's success and we want their help in our own success there's another example that I use all the time it's like so we have doctors that are members of palette we have accountants we have entrepreneurs we have restauranteurs there some of those stuff that stuff I'm never I'm like I'm never going to be a psychiatrist okay like that ship has sailed <laughs> so when when we have a member that is a psychiatrist and he's bringing to the table his own issues and his own problems to solve and needs feedback or a sounding board on this like he's allowing me to have my hand in that and it's not anything, I would never have any other opportunity to be part of something like that. And it's the same thing for like a coach, like your business coaches, we do vision workshops. I mean, we have true crime night, we have book clubs. I mean, the interests are vast. And it really is just so cool to feel like you have, have some part of someone else's success and their growth also. Oh, I love that. I think that's great. And you said actually one time, and I chuckled when I read it because I've never heard anyone actually say it. You said that women don't like with working with people that they don't like. And it's so true. 
because like we're already thinking about everything internally a lot of the times like the external stuff is just like don't add any sauce to the fire or whatever that thing is you know what I mean I thought I was like oh my god she's so spot on yeah well I just again I just I don't take myself too seriously and I also don't take other people too seriously it's like look I get you got this big corporate job you're in finance that's so that's so awesome look but that ain't me I'm not coming to, to like take that job believe me but there's like this belief system that I have like even when you are at your like highest level like maybe you have scaled the career and you are like at the very top and you're not looking back and being like pissing on everyone behind you. You're like, you're trying to set up ladders. You want to help other people rise up to that same spot. If you're my kind of person. Now, if you're that, if you're not, if you are like that, like you just don't even come to palette. You're completely repelled by the energy at palette and, and paint and for that matter. Like a person like that would never sit in front of a white canvas and take a lesson off to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like those types of people, they just don't find me. And they don't find me because they're not looking for places like this to collaborate and show show their kindness and help other people. And it's just, it's so cool. And it's like, once you realize that, that like, I truly believe like attracts, it is really the most incredible feeling, not not because I created Palette, but for me, it's like, it's already created. And now everybody that joins Palette, they put their own spin on it. It continues to evolve. And that's what communities do. And I just think like it's our job now, like me and Marcella's job now, just to continue to set the tone and set the standard of how we treat each other and how we work through really difficult stuff. Like there are people going through divorces. There are people who can't have babies. There are people who, who can have babies. And, oh, we help people through those conversations. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times uh, we've helped people pivot careers, get new jobs, quit the job, negotiate the salary, dating. I mean, we have like an entire, this entire community of daters has spawned out of palette called Cap Heart Connection. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's an entire community of people who are like, well, we want to change the way we meet people in the capital region. I don't want to go to a, to like, I don't want to get, yeah, I, again, I don't have any experience dating on dating apps. I think I would have so much fun with it, but I luckily haven't had to, or unfortunately I haven't, Never mind. I, I'm fortunate that I have not had to go deal with the dating apps. I can't imagine what that feels like, but Becky and Gabby have figured out how to like make a community out of that. I mean, so many things have come out of Palette and it's just, it's the coolest thing to experience. When you start to surround yourself with people who support you and are like-minded, it's unbelievable how often people will connect at Palette and it's just like this I know it sounds kooky, but it's like magic. It's like, okay, you're already there. You're like, your headspace is already there. Like, look, think about the possibilities. And now we're like, we know we have this community around us that's going to support the growth and support the launch and figure out the kinks and figure out the, like, we have an entire sounding board or, or like go to market, like testing community. So it's like in all directions. And so it's just been really cool to see all the collaborations and all the little businesses that have created, that have started. I mean, there's another one, like Tenna is one of our members and she is an accountant. She's a CPA. Okay. She's like the, she, she is an accountant. She does people's taxes, you know, and she had this idea about starting a styling company. She loves fashion. She loves personal shopping. And so she, that's what she does now. And it's not, until just recently right because it's tax season that she's like coming back to taxes and she's doing tax work but it's like we always say she can 
what is her what what is the slogan we came up with for her, for her? it's she'll she'll fix your books and your looks <laughs> and it's the most adorable thing and she's got like a handful of clients and it's amazing and it's just like she never I mean and it's great it's great to hear her obviously talk about this because she says like I never I never like took it seriously I never thought like that I could make something go with that. I'm like, no, Atena, there are there are businesses that just do styling. Like that's their business. Why, why, why not you? Why not you? And I don't know, it's just been it's so cool to see. And like almost everyone, I would say predominantly everyone, is working on something, right? Like you don't like again, I was telling you earlier, you don't get to a certain point in life when you're like sitting back and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm done now. Uh I'm done working or I'm done building or I'm done growing or learning as a human. Like that's the human experience. We all wanna get after something. We all wanna we're all working on something. And so it's just been really I was like just incredible to watch people blossom too that never had a light shot shown on them before you know they're like they just naturally keep quiet and like oh I'm just going to be working on this little side hustle and it's like no let's talk about the side hustle make it like bring it bring it to full like to the forward to like bring it up to I don't know what I'm trying to say you I think you understand what I'm trying to say it's like focus on the side hustle invest in it tell people about it and it's the same with like weight loss right people are always like Oh, I've been working out on the side. It's like, no, not until you tell everybody that you've been working out and that you've been eating healthy is when you're going to start to really see the results because you're holding yourself accountable. And I think that's, that's another like layer of palette is on day one, we figure out like what we're working on together. And it's it, whether you want to start a podcast or you want to write the book or you want to start, start doing open mic night. And then we like put dates on the calendar and it's like, this shit just happens. We just make it happen together. Every event that we've ever done at Palette has been like set the date and then work backwards on how to figure out how to execute it. And it's just kind of our style. And we are fearless about asking for help and fearless to tell everybody that we don't actually know what we're doing. <laughs> you know? We don't have it all figured out. We're just like, I always say leap. Leap and look and done is better than perfect. So if, if everything's perfect the first go round, there's nothing to, to advance or evolve the next year, you know? So it's been a blast. Who knows what they're doing though, Catherine, honestly, <laughs> like in life, like who knows? But I love that because then it makes less, not that I'm in it, but when you set that precedent, precedent I think it's, it's less stress. What are we here for, right? What's the goal? It's not to execute perfectly, but it's to establish whatever that it is, right? If someone leaves and their life is changed at the end of the night, everyone did their job. Absolutely. And I think it's all about milestones, right? Like set, set, what is it? And, and this is another thing. Like I, I have joined organizations where I was told, well, you get what you put in it. It's like, well, that's not an excuse. That's not, that's not, that's not a valid reason why this didn't work out. And a lot of times it's like I said, I'm an all in person. So if I commit to something, I show up. And if I can't show up, it's because I'm dead or broken or a child is, you know, sick or something. It's like there's, there's, I do hold myself to that standard. And I'm very aware that when I say yes, that's, that's saying no to something else. And so I think it's important to set that standard with everybody in the community, right? Like, or, and anybody that I really want to spend time with, right? Like if we have a date, uh, I'm gonna show up for it. Or, or if, if like, and this has happened before, 
where people are shocked at like my response when somebody says like, like, for example, we had this date set and if like right before we came on, you said, you know, oh, I can't, something came up and I'm not going to be able to make it. I don't immediately think you're a total bitch and you totally just stood me up. I think, oh my God, something must be wrong. Is she okay? Let me check in with Marissa and make sure that everything's okay. And like, what can I do to help you? And nine times out of 10, people are completely shocked that that's my response. And it's not like I'm angry or it just didn't work out. I just don't have that mindset. And, or when I did have that mindset, it never served me very well, you know? So what giving people the benefit of the doubt, I think that's one of the four agreements. I don't know if you ever read that book, the four agreements or something. No, um, I've heard, I have to read this. I saw it. Yes. I saw it over the weekend on my best friend's bookshelf, which I didn't even know she had. I was on a leadership, like a retreat thing. And that they talked about it. I'm like, I have to read this book. It must be life-changing. Yes. Well, it's just, and you don't even have to read the book. I mean, you should, but it's like the four agreements. And if you could live, if you can just try, or at least try to live by some of these things, like it, one is like be impeccable with your words. I'm going to, I'm going to totally butcher the, the four agreements now that I put it out there. But I think one of them is be impeccable with your word. Another one is, oh my God, Karen Carey's going to kill me because I can't remember these now. But anyway, look it up. I'm trying, oh, don't take yourself so seriously. You don't, no, don't take things personal. That is the one that is like a game freaking changer, right? So in this example, right, if you would have called me and said, I can't make it, I used to get so pissy about it. It's like, oh my God, how dare she doesn't she know I have time? Like I committed to this and don't you know, like I've got other things better to do, you know? And oh my God, what that in itself was so life-changing for, for me personally, because it's like, I, I did used to take everything so personally. So yeah, no, it's a good book. And I think there's now there's like a fifth agreement that I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it's a great, it's a great book. It's a great way to just hold yourself accountable to, to like not, not taking things so personally. And like, everyone's got their own shit going on, right? Like everyone's, and the other thing that I, I always like tell people in, in talking to them about palette and if they're like getting ready for an event or they're like preparing for a presentation or they're preparing for a meeting, whatever. I always remind people like, you're just a blip. You are a blip in everyone's day. Everyone's got so much shit that they're, they're man managing in their heads right now. Like, Marissa, you're going to end this call. You're going to go take care of your dog. You might go watch Netflix. I don't know what you're going to do, but like, I was just a blip in your day. You can shake anything off that didn't go right or you said the wrong thing. Like you have the power to to turn that around. It's all about your attitude, all about your perspective. And I, I too, truly do believe that people are out there to help me succeed. And I certainly want to help other people succeed. And so I don't know, I just I don't know if that's helpful to you or even your audience. But like, this is just like, this is the first time I'm meeting you, you know, and it only takes that this this kind of interaction to know like, okay, I like what you're doing. That's awesome. And the next time it comes into my head, or somebody's looking to about a podcast, I'll mention your name, you know, it's just like, yeah, we're all just blips in each other's days, though. See, I agree with you. And I agree with everything you said. But like I've, I've heard of you, you're very well known in the area. Obviously you make a huge impact in the community, but even like the small blip, and I'm not just saying this, like the small blip of talking to you today and like being able to talk to you and learn from you. And I know the listeners are too, like, to me, that's not just a, it's maybe a blip in the day, but it's, it's, it's more than that tomorrow. I'm a, I guess I'm a bright, I'm a bright blip. I try to be a bright blip in people's days. I try to make people laugh. And, and again, like not to take yourself seriously and myself seriously. I could go on to be like incredibly successful and buy and sell and grow businesses like left and right. But at the end of the day, like I'm just a human being and I just want to live a happy, fulfilling, 
stressless. I, I don't, I don't believe in a stress-free life, but a stressless life. And I think that everyone is able to do that for themselves with help and support. And, and I truly do believe like community is the answer to getting through that, that village mindset. I mean, I just, I know, I know that I can't live without my village. I can't live without support and resources to get through this life. And I can't be the only one. <laughs> well, Catherine, coming to the end, we ask the same thing for her, everybody who comes on the podcast. And that is, what is one thing that you've experienced that everyone should go through? One thing that I have experienced that everyone should go through, I think is like real true community support, like being like, and I think I've, I've talked about it all, like so many different ways already, but being the recipient of true community support is life-changing. And I feel like I have experienced that time and time again. I think that I put myself in positions to be, to experience that because I do put myself out there all the time. I, I like take massive risks of embarrassment and I, I give other people opportunities, plenty of opportunities to tell me no. And more times than not, they say yes. And they, they, they take the risk along with me. So I just think like, I don't know if anyone's feeling like hopeless and like what they feel called to do is an impossible thing or no one's going to help them. I, I like implore them to pick up the phone and call me like, like message me on social media and call me or email me because there are people out there that will help you. And there are people out there that want to be part of what you're growing, what you're building. And even if that's like, I also say too, like it's, even if that's just, a, if that's a family, we have members that are stay-at-home moms and that's hard work too. Like, especially now when the, the, just the factors are in the, just the stress of it all is at an all time high. Everything that each of us is doing or working towards is important. And I'm just really big on doing things like in a collect, like with a collective effort. I want all hands on deck to help me get through this thing. So I don't know if that, if that answers your question. Maybe I should, did you send me this question before and I should have prepared for it? Actually, it's funny because anyone who asks for pre-assigned questions, I tell them I don't give you the question. So even if that. you did, I don't let people think about it. So I love that. That's like, so I have this program that we started to do. We started right when COVID happened. It was called the Here For It Live. And it was, it was just this, like, like, it's just a candid conversation. There's no script. There's no MO, there's no agenda or anything. And it's just like, let's just talk it out. Let's figure out what you're working on, what you're doing. Let's share it with the world or whoever, you know, chooses to log on to our Facebook at the time. And anyway, we do it every Friday now at 11 o'clock and it streamed everywhere. And then it came, we, we have a culmination of those events called the Here For It Summit in November. And it's just that it's like, it's all just candid conversations with really incredible people who have a story to tell. And, and out, out of it always comes lessons to learn and little nuggets of wisdom that you can take and apply to your own life. And I, I hate scripts. I just can't even, I can't abide. I can't abide by scripts. Even if I like, if I wanted to, I would have to just deviate. It's just my, my nature, I guess. <laughs> no, I get that. Cause then it, then there's just this different type of pressure and you're like, I just want to be myself or so I, I completely, completely get that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as soon as the, the fastest you can figure out how to just be yourself and do what you want to do and what you feel called to do, the better off everybody is, especially my children. You know, like a lot of this is tied to my daughters. I just want them to grow up 
believing in themselves and believing in like all the possibilities and and being positive and like just yeah just to have the confidence you know because I think if, if I had the confidence I have now when I was 13 years old a freshman in high school going to an all-girls Catholic school I mean it would be a totally different show it would be a, it would be a totally different ball game so I have no regrets but I don't ever want my girls to grow up thinking that they can't they can't have it all because they can amen to that to follow Catherine on her journey, follow her on Instagram at Catherine Hoover and follow her businesses at the Palette Community and Saratoga Paint and Sip. And then also at Palette, there are events coming up. So in March, the We Build This City event. And then in April, it's Mom Fest. And you can see all of the other events on palettecommunity.com slash events. And then like she mentioned you can join Palette. You don't have to be located in upstate New York to do that, to be a part of this awesome community of inspiring women. And they are committed to advancing their life and their career and their overall spirit, just like Catherine's. And with that said, Catherine, welcome to the community. You are officially a lady with lions, you badass. Yay. You are awesome. so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to um, to go and I'm going to like dive into the rest of the episodes to see who else you've had on and stuff. You have a neighbor actually that was on Jeanette from Sweet Mimi's was recently oh. on the podcast. She was oh, yeah. there. She's a she is a powerhouse that one for sure. Oh my God. Through COVID. It's like if, if, if women were not in business during the entire COVID experience, like it would have been a lot worse, believe me. And she's an incredible powerhouse. I mean, anybody that is still in business at some capacity after three years of this is, is um, a superstar in my book. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.